You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all fucking day. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bro Down Podcast. I'm Tim Fullen. And I'm Andy Smith. And this is the Fight Recap. Fight Recap. We're going to be talking about Fight Night, Blaze versus Volkov. We're going to be getting to that last kind of upsetting fight in just a moment. But first, we're going to be talking about some of the prelims. I didn't see the prelims because I have a life. Andy, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so I made my parents watch this with me. <laughs> uh, of Vermont. Shout out to those two troopers for sticking in there. What's uh, up, Mama, Papa? So, Clay Guida versus Bobby Green. Clay Guida's never in a boring fight. Well, maybe one or two when he was at Jackson Winkle John. But Bobby Green, talented dude, retired, I think, two years ago. I don't, he was one of those guys that was really talented, was coming up and just couldn't, just had like a bad string. Yeah, yeah fights yeah. were just couldn't put it together. I guess came out of retirement. I don't remember him fighting before this. This might be his first fight back or second fight back. I uh, can't remember. I didn't look that up. But anyway, we can. Uh, he looked uh, pretty good against Clay Guida. I mean, he didn't really tire out. Um, I believe he he won. The, now you're fucking me up here. He won a decision, right? Uh, no, he did fight in 2019, but he lost. Yeah, I think that's when he... And he did win the decision. Yeah, I think that's when he retired. After, yeah, after that last fight. Because that was early in 2019, right? Oh, dude, oh no. you just clicked back. Fuck you. <laughs> that was multiple um, clicks ago. Can't, can't keep up. Yeah, he's... Uh, <clears throat> I'm glad that he's back. I don't think he should have retired. He Maybe he needed time off to, to regroup. Or whatever, but I think he's super talented. As long as he can put the pieces together, yeah, I think he's, yeah. you know, he's really good. Someone uh, to watch out for. Yeah, Clay Guida is getting up there, but he still still never gets tired. He was getting tuned up some of that fight, and he never gets tired. Is that a superpower? He can just keep trucking on. He's just freaky, man. Like he and the thing, he's not. He picked Bobby Green up like I think four times and slammed him. What's funny about this sport is like so much energy. That's, like, one of the keys to being able to fight, right? Like, being able to just pick yourself up over and over and over and over and over again. And you just see not a ton of those guys, but, like, if someone Very can do few. that, they will be in this sport. There's an old, uh, I guess, way of whatever you a fuck you want to call it. Um, if you have better cardio than somebody, you can beat somebody that's better than you. Yeah, I believe it. So... Because when someone's tired, their skills are not accessible. Yeah. You need certain amount of energy to perform certain skills. And if you don't have the energy, you know, somebody that just f focuses on cardio um, or has really good cardio can beat somebody a lot better than them if the fight goes on long enough. Yeah. The, uh, the old saying I was trying to think of was that um, there's cardio training is never wasted time. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so you can sense. put like striking training and maybe you're just super high level striker or maybe you're not as good of a striker and it's kind of wasted to put your eggs in that basket or whatever but cardio is almost it's never a wasted time because you can never have too much of it that's true that's true that's a valid so, point yeah maybe i'll go for a jog it makes me days. tired when i watch clay glue to fight that's how much of hard of a pace he throws <laughs> that's fair all right so up next we have new jersey's very own jim miller versus roosevelt roberts this Started off the card super well. Yeah. Huge win for Jim Miller. A huge win for Jim Miller. We just saw Roosevelt Roberts fight three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And he's no joke. He's yeah. got everything that you need to be here. And 
and he's very calm, cool, and collective when he's in there. Yeah. I was kind of surprised to see him back in the cage as fast as he was, but he came out of that one, that last fight so fast and completely unharmed. Yeah. So there really wasn't anything keeping him back. I was yeah. going to ask you, do you think that that played a role in this? But it really didn't. Um, I, You'd have to ask him, and I doubt he'd give you – I doubt he would make excuses like that. Yeah. But, um, you know, he's probably already in shape, didn't take a lot of damage. You know, probably doesn't have a hard time making the weight if he's taking the fight three weeks later. There is something to be said about doing too much in too little a time. Yeah. Um, and it didn't seem like it was a factor from how the fight went. Yeah, exactly. What it seemed like was that he made one mistake in the beginning, early of the f- early part of the fight that allowed Jim to take him down. And they were still dry. Uh, and then Jim started going to work. And the arm bar that he caught him in was super tight. And he actually had... Uh, Robert's arm trapped underneath his arm, which gave an additional anchor point for to pressure put pressure on the arm. Yeah. yeah. So it was he couldn't even pull the hands with the other arm because it was trapped. It, it was you can't make mistakes against somebody like Jim Miller, no, especially no. this early in your career when you're just you know you're kind of new. Not to say that he doesn't have the skills, but it's a lot of pressure fighting a, a veteran like Jim Miller. So yeah. this is why we're talking um, about how. You know, it's it's a good and bad thing, that moniker of the gatekeeper. Because we were saying that if Roosevelt beats Jim, he's on to the next level. And I'm not saying he's not there, but it didn't go his night with Jim. Yeah. Because we can't say that Roosevelt Roberts sucks because Jim Miller beat him. I think that that's a testament more so to how good Jim Miller is rather than to how bad Roosevelt Roberts is. Or not ready Roosevelt Roberts is. Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, kudos to Miller. That's a that's a big win to him. Yeah, they're saying that the only person who ha- who has more fights than him Don right now, Cerrone? yeah, cowboy, yeah, cowboy, which he's kind of like a cowboy junior in a <laughs> in a weird way. That's a lot of fights, and he's um, the majority of his fights is, uh, I think he's got the most fights ever in the UFC next to Cowboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, I think last night he just surpassed. Uh, oh, it's gonna bother me. One of the announcers, Bisping, Bisping, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, kudos, kudos, kudos to Miller. We applaud you. <laughs> Up next, we uh, Bilal Muhammad. Remember the name. Remember versus Lyman Good. This one, I don't, I don't know if I, if the second round, I, I, I wasn't, I didn't see, but this was a fucking back and forth. This was a brawl. Yeah, this was back and forth for a, for a while there. I thought Lyman was gonna take it. Yeah, I thought so too. But then again, like. I don't know what the fuck I was doing, but for some reason at the end of the fight, I, I I had the feeling in my gut, like you didn't pay attention to this enough to like have an opinion. Yeah. 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 So, but the, from the parts that I actually did pay attention to, um, Lyman was, was tuning up Muhammad. Like he got him rocked. And, uh, I think it was in the third round that he did. Yeah. But it was in the, it was in the third round, but Muhammad ended up getting good on his back. Yes. And that's what I believe what ended up winning him the match because they were saying that the first two rounds went to Muhammad hands down. Mm. Easy. Oh, yeah. He got him down with like a minute and a half left. Yeah. Yeah. And so the the question became, was it going to be a 10-8 round? And everyone keeps saying that 10-8 rounds are supposed to be more popular now. They're push, they're pushing for it. The, the and, rules have allowed them to more easily score 10-8 rounds if they're going by the new rules. Exactly, which we can discuss if that's a good or bad thing on someone else's time. But that being said, they were saying it could be a tie if Good managed to hold out. But he definitely won the rounds, but it wasn't a 10-8, so it ended up going to Muhammad. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was a good fight. Those two were definitely exciting guys to watch. Yeah, the first two fights, they definitely amped me up. Yeah. They were like... Yeah, even this, even the next fight. Yeah. The next two fights, fantastic. Uh, Raquel Pennington versus Marion Renault. Renault? How do you say that? Renault. I'm asking you for once. <laughs> I think it's Renault. Renault. Yeah, I don't know uh, Marion. Marianne. I don't know if I've seen Marianne. her too i don't know if i've seen her fight before raquel pennington i've seen fight a bunch but i've never seen her look this good yeah her tie clinch Ooh, that's gonna be loud um her tie clinch that she got on renault renault i don't know why i'm saying that weird um she was landing some bomb knees dude if you want to know how to throw knees at a tie clinch just watch that fight the way she was I... shooting them up there <laughs> it was kudos to her for taking them all yeah but yeah. she was it was no question that she had won that fight. Her hands oh, look great. No. Her tie uh, clinch looked great. Uh, yeah, I've never seen her. I've never seen her look better. They were saying that her hand. She was saying that her hands was something that she's never felt confident in, and I guess whatever she did this camp just felt different. Yeah. So like her confidence level and her striking in general just skyrocketed. So she felt comfortable actually throwing those bombs. Yeah. So that's like a new part of her game that she never realized that she even had before, and all of a sudden it's now in her arsenal. Yeah. Like, I always legitimately. I always um. Hmm. Yeah. Of course she says it now she won. Well, yeah. Because like a lot of people say like you know. It, once you win, you could say whatever, and we have to take your word for it. You just won, right? But the 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 level at which uh, last time I remember seeing her fight to this one is like ridiculous, and that might be it. If she did look very confident in her ha- in her hands, at least part of it, yeah, yeah. I don't know her opponent very well. Okay, not that's say fair. her name again because I'm gonna fuck it up again. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm guessing that it's it's that Raquel was looking really really good. Um, because there's no shitty fighters in the UFC. No, no. So, yeah. I, I'm interested to see if that holds up on the next level with her. We'll because, see her tear Because she's been around for a grip. She's yeah. been around for a long time. And we will see her again. And the fight of the night, in my opinion. Oh, easily the fight of the night. Josh Emmett versus Shane Burgos. Burgos. Dude. Did he get some memo that we didn't get where he's like. Dude. It I was mean, a what the fuck? fucking war. Get bit by a zombie. How do you take... He got dropped, what, two, three times? Every time he got dropped, he was smiling on the way down. Yeah. Dude, it, look, just looking at his face after the fact, it looked like the bomb went off in front of him. Yeah. And, like... <laughs> it wasn't like as bad as I, as I would thought it would have been. No, no. But so, he was fucking tuned up. Yeah, but Josh Emmett, at the beginning of the fight, he twerked his knee. Yeah, bad. W- bad. Maybe torn ACL. What is that? What happened? That's what they're afraid of. No one has said anything. Who said that they're afraid of that? Uh, his cornerman and the announcers and Dana White said we're knock on wood. We're hoping it's not that. Okay. But it. So we can't say anything without a shadow of a doubt. But yeah, they were nervous that it was going to be a torn ACL sucks. within the first minute. Yeah, it looked like he like hyperextended it or something. Yeah. Um, something funky. But he, you know, Burgos attacked it and attacked it, and he was having trouble on it for a little while there. But Josh Emmett puts dudes to sleep all the time with one shot. Yeah. And Burgos just ate everything. Even the ones he got dropped with, he didn't really seem to have a problem with it. But um, hands down, fight of the night. I mean, oh, both God, those guys yeah. are savages. Josh Emmett is going to be now definitely in the discussion. Uh, yeah. 
Hopefully he doesn't have a torn fucking knee though. Nah, I know. Suck. I know that that would suck to see him disappear for what nine months. Usually guys try to push it earlier and they come back too early. Usually like six months. Mm-hmm. Guys try to be just because they want money and and all that, which is again. What I was going to mention before, Roosevelt Roberts, that might have been an incentive of why he was fighting because of all the COVID stuff. It's not guaranteed when you're going to fight next because the availability is so short. So they might have needed a spot, and he was like, hey, I can get two paychecks in three weeks. Of course. Why not? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. I mean, I can see the reasons why you wouldn't do that, but still. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, hands down, fight of the night. Can't wait to see both those guys again. Agreed. And you go from fight of the night. To a fight of the night. To an, a fight. I always, I hate, I'm the first person to give someone shit for calling a fight boring. Yeah, yeah. So, can like I can what? I redeem this fight real the fast? Fuck? Can I redeem this fight real fast? So, my favorite thing about the heavyweight fights, they do tend to be a little bit slower. But, there, that is also followed up with the fact that most guys have such power behind them that you're always in some level of anticipation of just a bomb being thrown. Yeah. So, like, for me, I'm always on the edge of my seat normally. And Curtis Blades, like, I mean, like, he's up there when it comes to power. I know that's not easy to say when it comes to heavyweights, but he's up there. Yeah, he, he throws heat. Yeah. That being said, I wasn't quite on the edge of my seat as I was for most no. other heavyweight no. points. When- it was still there, but not – no. No, because he took it all out of it, right? Because he went down, took Volk- uh, Alexander Volkov down within the what? First 15 seconds of the fight? Yeah. And never did anything with it. Never did anything. He was there just enough so that the ref wouldn't stand him up. Yeah. And he was, you know, I mean, I, if you, look, if you want to win, you want to win. That's a way to win. That's a way to win. It's not the most popular way. But again, as a coach, you're like, hey, fuck popularity. We need W's because it's better than a, than an L. All right? So do whatever you need to do yep. in your eyes to win. And he did tire out, though, after like the third. He, he did. Was a little, he did. A little exhausted, but he still was able to take him down. I think Volkov's got a lot of wrestling takedown defense uh, to work on. Again, yeah. you're talking about one specialist versus another. Yeah, so it's kind of hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that being said, uh, you know Dana White had some choice words for he for did. Blades afterwards, and, and you know, he kind of has a point. Yeah, um, like I was talking, we we're talking about it up there. Um, unfortunately, being the best and being a high ranked fighter does not mean you get paid a lot. Yeah, and the people that get paid or have a better chance of getting paid, I'm not saying that the UFC, you know, always takes care of fighters that are exciting because they're a company. If they can pay you less and they're gonna, they'll, yeah, they'll do that. But Dana White drives them crazy with those fights. Cause it's not, if you're trying to finish the fight for the most part, give or take a few situations, he pretty much leaves you to fuck alone. As long as you're trying to finish the fight. Yeah. But Curtis didn't seem interested in finishing the fight. And it also, too, I think what made Dana more pissed was how much shit he talked the week before. Yeah. And he's saying, like, you're going to talk that much shit. Like, then you go in there and do that. It, like, it's hard for me to to get behind you. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know who's right. Curtis didn't do anything wrong. You know he what? did nothing it's, wrong. It's 
part of the problem is there's two ways to look at this, right? You can look at it from a sports angle and you can look at it from a business angle. From a sports angle, he did everything properly. He got the win. He's one of the top guys. He's maybe not in the discussion right now, but he didn't necessarily knock himself out of the discussion. Uh, yeah. But well, I watched from the angle of my couch, so I should really shut my fucking mouth. But anyway. Me, me too, dude. Like, yeah. Uh, all five foot eight on a good day of me. But he is undefeated. If you take out the two losses to Francis Ngannou. Yeah. He fought Francis Ngannou twice. Who the fuck wants to do that? Nobody wants to fight him once. See, he's game. Yeah. Well, but he that's, lost, that's, he's lost both those fights. Well, exactly. That's the problem. If Francis is up there, Francis. Francis. What, what a lame name, you nerd. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have an angry this. man snap my neck in my sleep tonight. Um, if Francis is there, it's kind of like... Can you really put him up there? And I know it's a sick circle because you have the same conversation with DC and John Jones and uh, what's his face. Yeah, because well, it's a circle. But I don't know. It's it. Here's the thing: not all wins and losses are created equally, right? That's fair. If somebody, oh, it's the second time I just whashed this. If somebody comes out and blows somebody out of the water, yeah, and they're like they're in the talks for title contention or whatever, and then all of a sudden somebody comes in and has a like a phenomenal performance, you're in there. You're in, the, you're in the talk. If you have a really close decision with somebody, unless it's like the title eliminator or in that air of a fight, that, go back to the drum board. Like you're not yeah. – you're, you're going to have another one. You're going to have – and this one, he's going to have another one. Yeah. Unless no, there's know. nobody else and everyone else has been ran through, but there's so there, many there's, more options. Yeah, there's so much more talent. In that there. division right now that uh, a performance like that is not going to push you towards the front of the line. Yeah. It, it might on the rankings. Dude, we have – he has, like, a year before he gets up there, unless something dramatic happens, because you have Stipe versus DC. Francis Nagano yeah. is obviously, in my opinion, up next. I think they've pretty much said that. Well, there's not nobody, there's right? No, there's at least a couple guys, yeah. and he's not one of them. Not just exactly, because of exactly. his ranking. It's not because of his ranking or his skill isn't up to par. It's – I think because no one wants to watch him do that. Yeah. Right? No one wants that as a champion. No. Right, wrong, or indifferent. Not a lot of people want to see fights like that. Now, there's a lot of... See, the thing is, it's not even like there was a ton of scrambles. Yeah. It was a controlling, overwhelming pressure, but no output. There wasn't really any output. I'm talking a lot of shit here. But at the same time, um, even I, who is usually the person that tells people, bro, like it's part of the game. Shut the fuck up. Like, it is what it is. Not, they, they all can't be barn burners. Yeah. Even I was just like, I would literally was standing up, walking around for the last round, waiting for it to be over so so they could just put so – I didn't want to turn on the TV the next day and have to be like, oh, Volkov with an upsetting knockout and six seconds left. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, once you're that far in, you got to stand. Part of, part of it is probably because we're spoiled. Like, so, so many of these fights. Look at and, all the fights that happened before that. This year has been ridiculous. The last five fights were, were phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You this, get spoiled. You this, do get spoiled, and it was whole, the worst time to have a fight like that. Was after a spoiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. This whole yeah. year has been absolutely ridiculous with fights in the, the best way possible. Yeah, and so yeah, whatever. It is what it is. Any last words on UFC Fight Night Blades versus Volkov? Um, I think if I could give some armchair quarterbacking, I would just say that Blades. I don't know what to tell Blades to do. But I just know that it's – I don't think he's winning any fans with that performance and then afterwards – because you hear what he said afterwards, right? 
uh, all I heard was Volkov is strong. Well, he said that I'm not in any way disappointed with my performance. Oh. And even if, I don't know. Dude, don't know. you have to. It's not that you have to pander, but just like understand where people are coming from. Yeah, I get that. But dude, but I also see it where it's none of my fucking business. And at the same time, like the dude just fought for 25 minutes. Can you imagine how hard it would be to no. to run a marathon and then afterwards have someone interview you and you have to talk intelligently? Well, run a marathon while someone's punching you in the face or throwing you to the ground yeah. every four dude, miles. I, like part of me, I hate these interviews and they're even worse now that like nothing is going on and it's just them in front of the camera but like it's like you gotta take what these guys say with a grain of salt like because they're not thinking straight they literally have just been punched in the head oh yeah 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 for sure yeah for sure i almost feel bad for them in a weird did you hear what emmett said too no he was like he's like everyone keeps running me off i'm gonna stop interviewing with you guys if you keep talking about me like this because they did at the like Right before the walkout, they were saying, like, oh, Emmett, he's up there. Like, they were kind of calling him the gatekeeper almost. Yeah. And, like, saying, like, this is his, like, he's in or he's out. Like, they were kind of, like, downplaying him. Yeah. He basically flat out said, like, fuck you. Like, who do you guys think you fucking are? That's his right to do that. And here's the thing, dude. Like, you got it. They got use whatever motivation you need. Yeah. To whether you whether it's made up in your head, whatever you need to do to get you ready to go out there, get fucking amped. But what's not going to make you popular is you, well, it might make you popular for Colby Covington or Chael Sonnen. But when you if you start having the attitude, if it distracts you from your goals, is yeah. when it gets to be not good area. Where like if you start going head to head with commentators afterwards, be like, oh fuck you for saying that. Commentator's job is to Basically, say what they see, right? Explain it like you would explain it to someone's mom. Pretty much. Right? Josh Emmett, super talented guy. Every time he gets a streak going, he has a loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically a lot of gatekeepers. They're not trying to shit on him by calling him that. They're just saying what they see. They're not doing like this, like, oh, he's just a fucking bad fighter. It's... They're just kind of calling it what they see. They have to talk yeah, for hours a night. They got to fill that space, you know. And at the same time, with the UFC, uh, with half the commentating team, you can't even say like, "Well, you've never done it," because they have all UFC fighters. They do. That were they doing do. that. That they, they, their commentators are actually pretty stacked. Yeah, these days. it's actually kind of entertaining. So like the old rule of like, "Well, how about you strap on the pads and do it?" It's like you can't really use that here. Because those guys did do that. Bisping lost an eye. <laughs> he lost a fucking eyeball. He lost a fucking eye. He deserves yeah. to be where he's. He sitting. gets a lot of slack. He he does get he does get a lot of slack. He can't be a dick though. He can't. Oh my god! Every <laughs> single fight, like him. every single fight is him being like, "But I did it better." <laughs> <laughs> like motherfucker. He's so good. Uh, I do like him though. The one guy I, we've had this discussion. I'm probably gonna get heat for this. And I don't like him, not as a human being. I just can't stand his voice. DC. Hmm? DC. No, I love DC. Oh. I love DC. Chael Sonnen. And it's, I just don't, his voice. Hey, guys, what we're going to be talking about. He's got kind of like a nasally. In my armchair. I was great. Ha. Let's do this. Back to you after this commercial break. He doesn't say any of those things. And I'm exaggerating. When but- did he turn into Mickey Mouse? <laughs> I want to know. I don't know what it is. I just can't stand his voice. 
Sorry, Chael. It's you're a multimillionaire. You're you could buy me ten times over, so I really don't feel too bad. You can make fun of my voice. It's kind of flaming. That's hilarious. He's one of my favorite people to listen to, but he does have a voice. Um, it's unique. You can definitely pick it out of a crowd. A yeah. crowd. Yeah. 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 I don't know what it is about it. It's a little high, but it's low it, at the yeah, same it's, time. It's not like yeah. And he's got like a little, not a country tone to it, but there is some like Midwestern, because that's where it's from, I think. Uh, you know. Twang. Not twang, but like a whatever that is. Subtlety. Whatever that is. Yeah. But it's fucking hilarious. It's fucking <laughs> all hilarious. right. We're going we're gonna to sign off here before yeah. I get into any more trouble. Uh, all right, guys. Let us know what you thought of uh, Saturday's fights. UFC fight night. Uh, who the fuck fought? Blaze versus Volkov. <laughs> Uh, so boring we forgot on the show we forgot don't forget to like and subscribe hit the little bell notification so you can get all of our videos go to brodownpro.com get all your cool ass brodown gear we're adding new stuff all the time including shortly some new shit might be coming up soon Uh, and other than that what we'll catch you guys next time fuck off you're listening to Brodown Podcast all fucking day